0: Oh, everyone. Happy New Year. I'm so happy. So happy. I'm so happy. Not not yet. Not this yet. <laughs> I'm so happy. Hey, Happy New Year, you guys. Welcome to 2022. This audio should be perfect. Mwah. I can hear it perfect. No echo. I took a few minutes and got everything right. I'm happy I cracked a beer for good luck. I found one last New Year's beer, a Suyo Binoneko. Let me sh- show you. I got a little light on it. It means, basically, it just means... Wednesday cat if you haven't heard me talking about before it's one of my favorite uh, craft beers here Um, and it brought me good luck because I was able to get the audio and video settings done perfectly exactly the way I need it done I kind of half remembered how to do everything so yeah I just gotta remember to do this shit next time (laughs) but um but, yeah, we're going to do something really, really cool. Not cool. I don't know if it's cool. But um, we're going to go e- deep into economics for um, this bonus content. I kind of talked about it, um, the n- desire to go over this uh, a bit before. But, uh, again, you know, my, my bad over the holidays. You guys, are completely lied to you guys, <laughs> like, saying that I would do several videos over the break. But I was a lot busier than I thought I would be, and the holiday was a lot longer than I thought it would be. So, yeah, sorry. Um I just started work again today and I'm going to record back-to-back short bonus contents just to try and make up for it. Uh also shout out to the new and of course old school uh subscribers on YouTube, on the podcast form. YouTube algorithm is kind of start get <laughs> the blinds. Um YouTube's algorithm is starting to um swing in my favor if you will um i i kind of know why now i think i have an idea why again i'm kind of streamlining my content a little bit more doing a bit more reviews again thanks again uh you know the the audio whatchamacallit um obs software is really helping out with that allowing me to, to do reviews which i think is one thing also um I I realize it's just I'll just give you guys a little tip or whatever. I had a uh, um Japanese, you know, for my other content. I had a, a Japan uh YouTube channel for Japanese people that I had up um with some 2D animated stuff and things like that. That I was just playing around with just trying to get a feel for what I wanted to do on that front. Um But, again, if you remember last year, I think I said it kind of became a little bit too much for me. So I had to shut it down. But I didn't realize that from the beginning I connected. I used the same email address for that website as I did for this one. And so what I believe was going on was basically YouTube was like, oh, well, if the Japanese people love that shit, they definitely love this shit. So uh, people who were Japanese people were basically seeing me talking shit like I do to you guys, you know, um, online, and they were just like, what the fuck is this, and just clicking off of it immediately, actually one of my uh, students kind of made me aware of it, I was like, oh yeah, I saw you on the sofa drinking and talking crazy, and I was like, oh, fuck, (laughs) I was like, this is not for you guys, so, Hmm. so I had to actually just shut that page down, and after I did, I noticed an almost immediate uptick in my number of views my number of subscribers just my numbers all around are slowly starting to tick up so thank you for your new subscribers thank you algorithm for showing my shit to people you know and and i think that's really what's going on so um i'm kind of happy about that you know i didn't really confuse dumbfound the algorithm like i was doing before um so, yeah. So, you know, new people on YouTube, welcome. Again, people who've been around for a while, welcome back. We're in for another year of great content. Again, it might be bi-weekly for the next several months. I'm not going to lie. Um, several months to... Mm, you never know. We might even push that to six months. You never know. Uh, I, again, in I, pretty soon I'll, I'll kind of explain what's going on, but yeah um, something's a brewing I mean, nothing bad everything's good but you know just to let you know so um, so yeah okay let's get into the topic that we have for today because um, it's an it's a video by the Wall Street Journal that I had seen in December and I wanted to talk about it but I kind of let it percolate again just because you know schedule wise and things like that but you yeah, we're in a new year, and I kind of want to just talk about it. We're going to get economics-y, and I'm going to give you my theories. Good thing I got a beer, so, mm. you know, but again, I'm not an expert. I'm just dude teaching English, talking shit on YouTube in my fucking pajamas, like, that you see almost all the time. So, please, okay? <laughs> okay, like, every time I'm in these same fucking pajamas, damn near. Although, my wife got me some really nice unique little ones, comfortable light ones from... Um, Christmas, so you'll be seeing those soon too <laughs> trust me <laughs> okay but let's get into it let's get into it so um it's uh japanification as you what's the title of this fucking thing uh something from the wall street journal I'll, again the link is going to be in the profile I'm, i just don't feel like reading the whole title but it's just a wall street journal uh mini doc by a dude um okay first impressions about this dude I I don't know who he is but he doesn't strike me as someone who lives in Japan long term or he's like an expat maybe just from America got stationed in Tokyo for a few years but doesn't really get it he just kind of seems like aloof a little bit I mean you know just the japanese that he uses the way he, he goes about the sites that he sh- visits it's just kind of touristy yeah whatever we'll see let me stop talking shit about this before i get into it and um i'll just kind of stop along the way and give my two
1: cents on it so here we go uh, Big stopping by mcdonald's oh, for oh, lunch oh, oh, shit. This, go. whether you're buying a ticket for the subway uh, Big stopping by mcdonald's Big for lunch or Shopping for a computer. The prices of these things don't change much in Japan, but in the U.S. they're going up, and inflation hit a three-decade high in October. Whereas
0: now, of course, you know, um, inflation, of course, has been well documented uh, all over the place. Um, even though I keep track of this shit a lot, and I'm not going to get all wild and conspiratorial, but but I do clearly remember like this time last year you know the experts were kind of telling you that there wasn't going to be any inflation from all the money printing that was going on then it became transitory and then and then now it's like hey 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 guess what you guys inflation's here and at the end the reason why i'm doing this is because i heard it reported from other people that follow and i noticed it myself that the narrative kind of shifted from like there is no inflation to there's transitory inflation to yeah, there's inflation, but inflation's good for you. You know, it's kind of towards the end of the year it has been pushed. Now, I don't really know where that shit's coming from, and I don't really know if it will continue. But it, I found it strange because I clearly, I, 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 lo, I, I'm kind of a geek about this shit. So I clearly remember a year ago when I was like. Trying to tell people, yo, inflation is coming, and I was, and people who are like-minded experts that I listen to were like, yeah, inflation is coming, and people on mainstream media were like, get the fuck out of here. And then I watched, I reported it to my family. it was a regular discussion, like, just wait six more months. You know, um it remains to be seen how intense or, or you know, they might kind of dip for a while or whatever. We'll see what happens in the next several months, but I don't think that's just going away anytime soon. But now this is kind of a smells a little bit like a fluff piece, if you will, you know about how good inflation is. So that's why I, I kind of wanted to bring my insight onto it, especially since he's talking using Japan as a test case for it. So, so all right let's keep going.
1: Japan inflation is about zero and has been that way for nearly 30 years. In fact, there have been Sweet periods you, when prices were actually falling. deflation. So we went shopping around Tokyo to see how low prices that may seem great for our wallets could actually be one sign of a less dynamic and slow-growing economy.
0: Now, this is where, again, i got to give my version of Japanese history, how it has been reported to me and how I've witnessed it. Because I did come to Japan, again, in 2004, and um, before Abenomics, which was uh, former Prime Minister Abe's, you know, bold plan of, Basically quantitative easing, a bunch of money printing to to jumpstart the Japanese economy and boost it out of inflation, which it had been in up to that point for over 20 years. Now, um, I'm sure you might, if you're um, familiar with Japan, you might be familiar with the bubble economy area, which lasted in the 80s and popped around, I think, 1990 which is um, basically a period of extreme economic expansion. If you remember the eighties, Japan was just taking over everything, not only pop culture, electronics, but um, just also economic power, you know, um, and domestically, apparently I wasn't around for it, but apparently that led to massive speculation. And of course the stock market, real estate market, whatever, you know, easy money goes where it goes, right? goes and goes and look, I heard someone say money looks for a home. And so easy money kind of looked for a home and it found it in those places. Now, I believe what happened again this off the top of my head, I haven't done any research just from what I researched, heard and can kind of remember off the top of my head. I believe, you know, that in the late 80s, the um, bubble economy and the stock market of Japan came crashing down due to the decision to raise interest rates (coughs) to kind of slow down the speculation. And what happened was, of course, you know, you raise interest rates, it kind of throws a wrench into the wheelhouse of the economy. On purpose, but you know, it caused it, it. Maybe it was done too fast, I don't really know, I can't, you know, say. But it caused a huge uh, downturn. Just look at the Japanese stock market historical chart, and you'll see when it happened. I believe it was like end of December 1989, 1990, some shit like that. Now, um, then we entered Japan, No, we, Japan entered what was called the lost decade where for about 10 plus years and, and extended to the next decade as well. When I came to Japan, where the Japanese econ- economy was seen as flat, basically on life support. Now, what this dude and what, you know, um, documentaries like this fail to explain is that Um, The Japanese economy was never, even though the economy crashed, it was never allowed to flush out all that kind of bad money and um, created what's called zombie banks. I believe the term zombie bank came from the Japanese economy because, um, you know, even though a lot of there were a lot of bankruptcies and and consolidations and things like that, um, the market was not allowed to fully crash and flush out all that bad money and, into you know, interest rates, I believe excuse me, we were dropped to zero, um, dropped back to zero at some point, and, uh, if I remember correctly, you know, quantitative easing was begun, uh, maybe in the 90s or the 2000s, I forgot exactly when, um, basically, you know, just like what the central governments are doing right now, keeping kind of industries alive, but because, um, Japan is, is a more conservative, uh, economy, this is only my opinion, because they're a conservative economy, that, um, the need, the desire for growth and expansion in many businesses wasn't there, especially because they'd been through such a traumatic event in the 80s. They just wanted to keep things rolling forward. So, um, it can still continue to this day. Many industries, businesses, uh, with corporations ha- are being kept alive through you know, um, government intervention, government basically lifeline to easy money, hence zombie banks, zombie industries. Um, that's for me personally, from my observations and what I hear, is the underlying reason why Japan's economy has remained flat and deflationary for such a long time. And that's something that this dude is not going to cover at all in this fucking mini-documentary. Just saying. So, what, what I mean by that is is that you can't make an apples-to-apples apples comparison between what's going on in the rest of the world and what's, what's been going on in Japan over the past 20 to fucking 30 years because they're com- two completely different things. And I'll get to um, why even what's going on in Japan is changing quite a bit um, from now. All right, but again, I'll go keep rambling on about this shit. Sorry, this is what I love talking about. So, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
1: If you want to buy electronics in Tokyo, this is the place to be. And coming to Akihabara is also a good place to compare prices with the U.S. and see how Japan is dealing with inflationary pressures differently.
0: Now, okay, I. I he, okay, wait, no, he talks. About- in
1: the US, the price of computers jumped 8% in the month of October compared to a year earlier, whereas in Japan, prices of these notebook computers actually fell a little more than 1%. And one of the reasons for that big difference is demand.
0: Yeah, but, okay, but he's talking about increased demand, right? But. One thing he doesn't – let me watch a little bit more before I go fucking tearing this guy. (laughs) As
1: the U.S. has begun to recover, at least economically, from the pandemic, there's been an upsurge of demand. The U.S. has seen a lot of supply chain pressures, including shortages of parts and materials like semiconductors that go into so many products, including electronics. And
0: Okay, I'm going to stop there because he starts going into supply chain shit. And and this is another thing I've heard, like, you know – spewed out it's like a lie hey supply chain supply chain supply chain but he gave like that again tried to give apples to apples comparison well japan's deflation you know only gone down and america's gone up but th- there's a huge difference in the amount of um economic stimulus that has been, been given to america compared to japan it's just like night and day even i mean i'm i'm a citizen of both you know i received a stimulus check from america I'm, you know you know what i mean but like it's complete the amount is completely different right first off and the mindset of the citizens is completely different as well like americans are consumers right like that's the engine that drives the american economy is consumption over consumption hyper consumption if you want to be for real with it America's the credit card of the world like let's be real with it japanese people are not like that right um the part of it I think is leftover residuals from um the bubble economy, and you kind of see that the generations that passed there are not like that, right? And so, um, and even like the speculation that occurred in the bubble economy, it gets talked about, but from what I heard, it wasn't really everyone in Japan wasn't really participating in in it like that. It's kind of like Wall Street, like you know, before the Lima collapse or whatever. Um. You know, Wall Street was having a party, but the rest of the economy was just kind of plugging along. Yeah, people were doing pretty well, but they w- it wasn't like the 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 opulence in the in the you know party time like it was like in certain areas. But that was just a loud kind of voice that you heard. And some people have kind of told me it's kind of a similar thing in Japan. Like you know, everybody wasn't like waving ten thousand uh yen bills to hail a taxi it was just those are some of the anecdotal things you hear because it's such a like an outlandish kind of attention-getting thing but 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 back to like electronics and things like that in japan yeah also like for example remember um Americans, sorry, Americans live way beyond their means. So if you give an American like, uh, not everybody, but let's just keep it real, people. Let's just keep it real. You give them average American person a check for a couple thousand dollars. They come, they go in to buy a TV. Japanese people, generally speaking, are going to save that money, right? Like, there might be some consumption, but it's, n- it's nowhere near the amount of consumption it is in Japan, Because uh, in, in America. Because, for me personally, Japanese people, and me, I've become that way as well, are, live a lot more minimalist, kind of Spartan-type lifestyle than Americans do. Americans, very much—and this is not to just shit on Americans, but I'm just saying— it le- if you're American, if you know an American, you know, if you've lived in America, you know what I'm saying is true, right? Like, generally speaking, of course, like, Americans live far beyond their means. Like, you know, and, um, and what is it uh consumption is is a very much has very much become ingrained part of like the american lifestyle the living the american dream is like getting it now and so if you give a bunch of americans free money that shit goes everywhere instantly japan not so much right and so um japanese people even if even if they might have like less of income their savings rate is a lot higher than it is in um America, and also because you know, for example, up until recently, especially banking, you know, because in, I don't, I don't know how the fuck they do it, but interest rates are so low, um, banking fees o- also are extremely low as well. So it's not really costing you anything to park your money in in um, a bank up until recently, and you know because um, everything was so deflationary that I mean that's what happens. Every there's no rush to kind of spend the the. F- money like that like the the velocity of money is it was very slow until recently and the government's been trying to pump money into the economy to create inflation to speed it up which i'll talk about a little bit later but let's keep watching what this dude says
1: also container ships have been blocked at ports such as los angeles and long beach so they're backed up and that means a shortage and in some cases it means retailers feel that they can or must raise prices japan faces many of the same supply chain problems as the u.s does but in general it has not resulted in price increases in japan one reason is that consumer demand in general is not so strong in japan and hasn't been and that's part of the inflation story that japan has never really experienced what we see in the u.s right now
0: i don't know if that's true it's never i mean again you you go back to the eighties or things like that again I, I, that's why I think believe this guy doesn't live in Japan. He just read a couple of notes or whatever and you know did a couple Wikipedia searches but um go back and and look at like you know um well i, I, I again I, I can't say if if, if the inflation analysis experiences is across the board you know but again it was like good inflation quote unquote um, at that time, so I
1: don't know. But companies in the U.S. found it hard to meet that higher consumer demand because they aren't able to find enough workers. So that's driving them to boost salaries to recruit workers, and the cost then is passed on as higher prices. And you can see that happening on a menu at McDonald's.
0: Uh, Yeah, this is another important part, too, that, you know... um, the, the labor market, uh, you've heard me talk about like the Seishine system in the past, regular employees and non-regular employees as well. That system is also changing in Japan as well. And and right now there's kind of an initiative by the government to help um, uh, raise salaries, which uh, I'm like, okay, whatever. Because raising salaries just, you you heard, he just said what happened like when uh, in salaries were higher in America. Like, high, I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not, like, saying, like, keep salaries low and stuff like that, but politicians have been kind of doing this little magic act where they're like, oh, if we raise prices, everyone's richer. If you raise prices, that leads to higher prices. I mean, sorry, if you raise wages, that leads to higher prices that the employees have to pay. So, you know, it's... it's it, I'm 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 a firm believer. If you, if you can't tell, like I'm kind of more in the Austrian economic school of thinking, and I believe that we that sound um, central banking, or even the elimination of central banking, if you will, um, but uh, sound money. I'm believing a sound money policy trickles down to the rest of the economy, right. But when you have kind of behind the scenes like central bankers and people who have their, money, their finger on the top of money, like playing all these funny money games that people don't really know what's going on, like they, they per- the value of the money that they're getting, they perceive it a different way than, than actually what's happening, which is why I would encourage you especially to this year, you know, if you have some time. You know, if you don't know where money comes from, you don't know how central banking works, you don't know what a fiat currency is, you don't know, like, a lot of these things, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I would really, really, really encourage you to educate yourself on what's going on behind the scenes as far as monetary policy. It might shock you to realize that, I think, like, what? If you look at the M1 money supply in, you know, okay, I'm going way too deep now, but sorry, sorry. You know, if you look at, I believe it's the M1 money supply, like what is the M money supply? Use YouTube, use Google, like of um, the Federal Reserve, you can pull it up and you can see, I believe, I believe off the top of my head is 35 to 40 percent of all of the dollars in existence were created in the past couple of years. Like that ever existed. For it blew my mind. Like 40%, 30, 40%, well over 30%, I believe, um, let's just say a third of the dollars ever created by central banks were created in the past two years. That tells you something. And, you know, anyone who's telling you like that's not going to lead to any like ramifications and reverberating throughout the economy for the global reserve currency, they just fucking selling you some fucking pipe dreams that's all i got to say about that but anyway but i digress back to mcdonald's
1: big mac here in tokyo a big mac was the equivalent of about three dollars 40 in the u.s they're actually raising prices at mcdonald's (laughs) and according to the company that's (laughs) largely because of wage increases mcdonald's said wages have gone up at least 10 percent so far this year at Mm -hmm. u.s restaurants
0: Oh, and 10% is a recurring theme because, okay, he talks about it later. I'm not going to cut this
1: dude off. The survey finds that companies in the U.S. are setting aside an average 3.9% of total payroll for wage increases next year, the most since 2008. In Japan, we just haven't seen that wage price cycle develop. One reason that wages tend to rise more slowly in Japan is because of a more rigid labor force people are staying at companies for a very long time and they really don't have the flexibility to switch jobs without great personal loss. So companies are not really under pressure to offer these people wage increases.
0: I agree with that, right? You know, it is quite, um, again, unionization from, from my, uh, besides like factories and things like that, isn't really, uh, as big, well, no, 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 there are unions, but I don't know. Okay. Let me, let me take that back. Um, yeah, I would say, again, there really hasn't been much of a need until recently, um, until this current situation that we're in in Japan, to push for higher wages in, in many sectors, uh, unlike in America, because, you know, I mean, Japan's economy has been kind of flat, if not deflationary, but I believe that's all going to change, Just and I believe, like, the, the real hard line push for it to, to change it is really, really coming really, really soon, like, this next year year and a half in the japanese economy in my opinion again, i've been wrong before i'm not a fucking economist but i think we're going you know people's image of of what how the japanese economy works is going to change quite a bit in the next like year to 18 months we'll see
1: because wages don't go up here people aren't willing to open up their wallets one survey by the bank of japan found that about half of people think of price first when making a purchase, and they tend to reject any retailer that raises prices. And, and he's
0: gonna go into this now, but but this is a thing that, that has been a traditional view, but what ends up happening is, and what has been happening first, you know, um, I've been watching on Japanese news like for the, for the past like quarter, um, four months you know um, yeah businesses have been holding back on increasing their prices you know because of this traditional fear but now that we've kind of had a shift in the atmosphere or um, the thinking of the of the populace, Um, you know, industries, basically, and not only that, like, they just have no choice. They're being squeezed by inflation from abroad, for raw materials, you know, from import, whatever, you know, um, shipping costs, like like we talk, like we've heard, they have no choice but to start increasing wages, so, um, and not increasing wages, increasing their prices. So, first, they started with um, shrinkflation, which is um, decreasing the size of the, packages and things like that and they did that as much as they could now like price increases have started i think in the past few months you know with, with some staple foods like um soy sauce uh what is it noodles coffee of course big things like that but g- generally what's happened abroad is what they're gonna find out which i'm pretty sure they're gonna find out is that you know Excuse me, the mindset of the consumer has changed to accept inflation so that once they realize like, you know, once it's like one of those things, who goes first? Once once um one business goes forward and, and they do it and it's fine, then the next one goes and the next one goes and the next one goes, next thing you know, this kind of steamroller starts going forward and here comes the inflation train gum on ride the train and ride it, you. That's something that's what I think is coming. Like you know it's all, we've already passed that watershed moment where you know companies aren't really hesitant to raise prices anymore. So now they've all been kind of and for I've seen it's all been like 10, 15% across the board. and then they, they'll they'll stop, take a look around because you know they're very incremental here. they're, they're not just going to jack the price up but because also um, uh, contrary to like America where um, big companies you know have power over government, In Japan, um, government generally has power over and control over big companies. So they also have to kind of be wary of government and and criticism and, of course, from the people as well. But once they realize that, you know, they kind of aren't taking any heat and it's too many of them, the need, you know, of course, they've been complaining uh, for the past year. So they've been sucking it up. Hey, You know, go for it. That's why the government, in my opinion, is really trying to say, hey, we're raising wages and things like that to kind of give them give companies some cover for raising prices but again it's just like a cycle of inflation so i don't know what the fuck this dude's talking about
1: companies have found they're better off keeping their prices level so for example train ticket prices in japan haven't gone up that much for the last thirty years i agree with that whereas in the u s the minimum fare on the new york subway has more than doubled over the same period
0: yeah with the American subway shit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, I, every subway system in America is shit. Even I'm from Washington, D.C., which has one of the best, quote-unquote, best subway systems in America. But, like, it's still shit compared to, like, Japan. So, um, and in America, generally speaking, it, it was outside of New York. No, I forgot if you just said New York, but outside of... New, well, in New York subway system is like a hundred something years old. This, cr- this infrastructure is crumbling. Like the, the tunnels are leaking and shit anyway. So I would imagine they have to keep jacking up prices to like, you know, put some fucking bandaid on that shit, band-aids on that shit. But Japan, on the other hand, like Tokyo metropolitan area, like lives and bleeds by the subway system. So, um, I, it's not just like, it's kind of an apple to oranges type of argument because besides, Besides New York City, uh, again, I can't remember if he said New York City, but even if you do take New York City, it's so old that the amount of the amount and cost of maintenance for such a crumbling system has to be like exponentially skyrocketing. But, you know, because um, besides um, this situation where there was an extreme drop in the number of uh, passengers, there's a steady stream of income, actually a rising stream of income, as more over over the past decades more and more people flooded into major cities. So the opposite is true, I would say, for um, rural area train companies. Those are the ones that have been suffering the most. And again, the the, the uh, inability to raise prices, I think, does apply to those companies, but not in the fucking Tokyo area. But again, I can't remember exactly um, what cities or countries he used. So whatever.
1: Come on. Oh yeah. yeah. Here we go. Besides train tickets, he doesn't, you he doesn't see live in Tokyo. Flat he prices really in. all across the economy. For example, Eon, which is one of Japan's biggest retailers, putting signs in its stores saying "prices frozen!" Exclamation point. At least until the end of the year. Prices that don't yeah, change very be. much can be reflective of a society that doesn't change very much and that could be a good thing or a bad thing depending on your perspective. Japan is still a pretty vibrant place. It's a state.
0: But see, you can't make that apples to oranges comparison either because Japan is like 90 over 95% Japanese people. But the west, you know, like again America is like a complete, you know, mixture of different cultures, different people, different like landscapes and things like that so it you know like generally speaking Japanese people move together in unison America is completely the opposite so you can't really say that the fuck
1: is this dude talking about? Able society, it has kept its unemployment rate low, but it tends to be accompanied by other phenomena that are not so favorable, such as static wages, such as an economy that seems to lack some of the dynamism of the U.S., where you have a new company like Tesla storming onto the scene and seizing a big part of a market like cars. What the fuck
0: is this dude talking about? <laughs> Tesla?
1: Okay, I mean,
0: yeah, Tesla, yes, but. Like, are are you trying to compare Tesla to your Toyota or, you know, because because the market in Japan is a lot smaller. And, yeah, um, in the past, like, Japan was at the forefront of the electronics market. But, you know, the rest of the world has caught up with, caught up with Japan. So, you know, I mean, a lot of the innovation and things like that, the lack of innovation in Japan bec- comes from the fact that Japan that that one, the rest of the world is caught up to technology um because technology has kind of become i forgot the word um um i forgot the word but um the you know um has been spread amongst other countries like korea china things like that so the walk the sony walkman was a huge innovation um 30 years ago 40 years ago but now like, you know, for the same price, like for maybe even cheaper price, other countries are able to do that. Also, Japan doesn't really, um, pro- similar to America, doesn't really produce as much as it a, as it used to, beca- nearly as much because of offshoring and things like that. So, um, so yeah, and, and, and you know, j- because of the language barrier and culture barrier and things like that, Japan has been very inwardly focused up until this point. Only now, out of necessity, countries are starting to kind of try to branch out and um look abroad as for ways of, of like increasing revenue but that's not a necessity but there are still some companies that are thriving domestically but there's just a cap on what they can do because they're not really focused on the international stage tesla on the other hand they're just trying to look to sell cars to everybody everybody and anyone but if you try and compare tesla to toyota Toyota's like, you know, thriving abroad as well. And that's like more of an apples to apples comparison. Of course, Toyota's been around much longer than Tesla, but you know, still, like, there are, if you look around, there are com- companies that you would not know the, their name abroad, but they're like household names here. So uh, for me, that, that argument doesn't really hold so much weight because it's more of another apples to oranges kind of comparison. He's just throwing like names and buzzwords, like, well, hey, Japan doesn't have a Tesla, but. Mm-hmm. They got a Toyota, so, like, who the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. And America's, like, big car manufacturers are, like, have been left in the dust, like, because, you know. I don't even need to get in all that shit.
1: You can see so. some of that recently in growth figures. Japan's GDP shrank at an annual pace of 3.6% in the third quarter, whereas in the U.S., the figure was 2.1% growth. Low prices and GDP growth
0: because of free money.
1: And prices that never go up may sound like a good thing, but they can also reflect larger economic problems in a country.
0: Again, for me, like that, you know, this is kind of one of those fluff pieces that makes it sound like, yeah, you need inflation to kind of keep an economy thriving. And again, I just fundamentally disagree with that. In the short term, yes, it's true, but you know, generally speaking, the population suffers the consequences if you want to talk about japan's um you know uh stagnant economy in my personal opinion what we're seeing in japan's and what we have been seeing in japan's stagnant economy is the residual effects of like speculation money printing easy money policy some of the same policies that were going going on right now and the refusal to kind of flush that money out of the system that has dragged on for the past like 30 plus years. So, you know, if you want to make an apples to apples, um, comparison, you might say that at best, the rest of the world is in for, a situation, a zombie-like situ- economy situation that Japan has been enduring and trying to overcome for the past, like, 30-something years, and now that politicians are kicking it, in, um, purely my speculation, now that politicians are kicking this shit into hyperdrive, I think they're going to get a lot more than they bargained for, because once you open that inflation Pandora's box, who knows what kind of is going to start coming out, and you can't put the toothpaste back into the tube, buddy, and they're really, really, really trying hard to get that shit out, so... I don't know. That's all I got to say about that. Again, sorry. It's been, oh my gosh, it's been thirty something minutes. This is like almost like a full episode. But as you can see, I, I really do. I keep. I generally I, I don't really talk about heavy shit on the podcast. Just trying to keep it to myself. But um, you know, twenty twenty two is coming. Um, and this narrative has been getting pushed a lot in the um in the media that the economics media and things like that and even if you aren't into economics at all you think it's boring and shit for me personally it's the most interesting thing in the world right now it has been for the past several years i used to be really into economics like about 10 macroeconomics let me say that about like again 2009 2010 a little bit 2011, but I was in like a really dark place. I was just like, you know, the world is ending kind of stuff. But now I'm a bit older, a bit more level headed, a bit more mature so to be able to process the information a bit more, a bit a better way. But so I would encourage you to do the same thing, because if you don't know, you gonna find out. Soon enough. So hopefully it helps. Hopefully it sparks at least some kind of curiosity for someone who wasn't interested in economics, um, macroeconomics before. So. All right, y'all. Let me holler at you. Next time, hopefully, I can record one more of these. Holler at you next time. Peace. How do I turn this shit off? (laughs) Okay, later.